And welcome back, everybody. So good again to have you here on this Wednesday night. The words that my wife just sang, he believes in me, and that's enough for me to make it all the way. That certainly echoes in my spirit tonight with all of the things that we've had questions about over the last couple of weeks. Why is it the way it is? When's it going to get better? These are the things that we're still trying to figure out at this moment. And here's the truth. I don't know, but I do know that he believes in me, and that's enough. And I am thankful to be a part of his great body, the body of Christ, the church that he purchased with his own blood. And what a privilege it is to serve him in sincerity and in truth. Now, this evening, uh, we're going to spend just a few moments in the Word together and uh, we're going to uh, talk about some things in the Word of God. I'm going to just teach to you about some principles that I feel may help somebody along the way. But before we get into the Scripture tonight, before we get into the Word of the Lord, I want you to just join with me, if you would, for a few moments of prayer. I want to say to all of the First Pentecostal Church family that is on with us tonight, thank you for being uh, on with your, your home church. I'm so very glad that you have joined us For those of you that are not a member of our church, and this is not your local assembly, thank you for joining us. Uh, For those that are in our community, have never walked in the doors of our church, we're glad to have you on with us tonight. And uh, so very thankful that you would take time out of your Wednesday night schedule to join us for a few minutes. So what I want to do right now is to just pray over you. I want to pray over this night that God would give us a touch of his hand and that this uh, meeting would be very effective tonight. There's something so powerful that happens, I cannot explain it to you. Uh, I really don't have a good explanation at all. But there is something so powerful that happens when we come together and we focus on the Word of God. You don't have to be in a church building for this uh, to be effective tonight. That's out of our hands. But I believe that right where you are are right now, whether you're at at a dinner table Uh, watching on your iPad or your phone or you're sitting on your sofa in the living room or perhaps some of you have a larger screen that you're watching it on tonight. I believe that God is going to touch you right where you are tonight. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this amazing opportunity that you have given us, Lord, to share a word of truth with somebody. And I'm asking you tonight, Lord, from the sinner, the saint, the backslider, the cold, the indifferent, whoever It may be that's watching right now that you would bring a word of comfort and consolation, that you would bring a word of revelation, that you would speak to us like we have never heard from you before. God, we may have heard the scripture text that we're going to read tonight, but I'm asking that it would speak volumes to somebody in a way that they have never heard your voice before. Use me tonight as your servant, Lord, to speak through these cameras into the homes and the lives of individuals that are tuned in right now. And may your word come alive to them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We're going tonight to the book of Malachi. The book of Malachi chapter 4. This is the last book of the Old Testament as we know it. And uh, if you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to get them out. Uh, if you, if you, We've kind of took your excuse away here uh, being at home because sometimes... Uh, We forget our Bibles when we come to church, and then other times we bring our phone, but we read from our phone. So if you're watching on your your phone or mobile device, it'd make it difficult to read. So pick up this old book and open it up with us tonight. We're going to read in Malachi 
chapter 4. While you're turning there, I want to say how thankful I am for those of you that have reached out to us during this season to let us know that you've been watching and you've been tuning in. Thank you so very much uh, for every encouraging word. We are so grateful. I'm thankful for the team that has worked behind the scenes. So incredible. Uh, Brother Jordan Fry and Brother Boaz Escobar, they've been working so very hard to be sure uh, that we can get this content streamed to you. And I'm so very thankful for them. Uh, others have helped throughout the week. And if I started naming names, we'd be in trouble. But I'm very grateful for each and every one of them. Thank you so much. Malachi chapter 4, and uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 6. Malachi 4, verse 1. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Now, don't leave me yet. This is not going to be a burn up the earth lesson tonight, okay? It's the beginning of the chapter, so stay with me. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. I believe that's something we could use tonight. And you shall go forth, says the Lord, and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Now this is important right here. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb, for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you, Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the hearts of their fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And in my Bible it says this, is the end of the prophets. In other words, this is where the Old Testament closes off. And this is the point in history that we know as the dark ages, the silent years, whatever you uh, would prefer to uh, refer to it as. It is the dark ages, the time of 400 years of silence, where according to Scripture and historical understanding, there is no word from God, there is no message from God. There is no prophet of God. There is no angels of God that are ministering to men in the earth for 400 years. Silence. What do you do in a time like that when you need a word from God, but there is no word from God? What do you do? So tonight, I want to just talk to you for a few minutes about the silence of God, the silence of God. What do we do when God gets silent? How do we deal with that when God doesn't answer us? When we're in a time of dilemma and there is no word from God. For we understand that just because in these 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament, history does not stop. I mean, good grief, history is replete with, uh, with stories that time marches on and uh, uh, certainly uh, men are conquered and kingdoms are conquered and people are defeated. Some are victorious. So history is full of things that happen. But one thing that did not happen is that God was not speaking. 400 years. Now, you think we've got it bad right now. 
to be where we are uh, in our second week of not being able to gather together in the house of the Lord. How about 400 years of it? How about this? The only time you've ever heard anything about something God said, it came from 395 years ago, depending on your ancestors to get a word from the Lord because he's just not speaking. How do you respond? How do you, how do, you do that? You know, there's some interesting characters that arise on the scene during this 400 years. Uh, there was an extreme power struggle that was going on uh, in the known world at that time. Somewhere around 343 B.C., there was a young Greek man by the name of Alexander the Great who comes on the scene and at the age of 20, 20 years old, he is already known as one of the greatest conquerors and world leaders of his day. In 330 B.C., a tremendous battle between the Persians and the Greeks entirely altered the course of history. In that battle, Alexander, as a young man at 20 years old, leads the army of Greece in victory over the Persians and literally demolishes the kingdom of Persia. The center of the world, the power of the world at that moment, then shifts further west into Greece And the Grecian Empire is born. The world is in literal turmoil. Power kept shifting until eventually the Romans arrive. And they arise to the uh, scene as the dominant world power. Yet in all of this, God is not speaking. Not a soul. We don't have it recorded anywhere, to my knowledge, that anybody heard a word From God, not a man, not an angel, not a prophet, not a preacher, nobody. What in the world did they do? Could you imagine seeing all the turmoil, the war, the pestilence, the the struggle, all that going on? God, where are you now? I preached about it uh, Sunday night. Where is your God now? And you know, I've had those seasons in my life where I could have used just one word from God, just anything. Even if the Lord would have spoke to me and said, you know what, you are failing miserably right now. It probably would have made me feel better. Not that I was failing, but that I heard from God. There are simply seasons in your life when you don't hear anything from God. These are hard times. These are times where we're searching for answers and they're not easy to find. We're trying to just just grab hold of anything that we can get our hands on and say, okay, Lord, now would be a great time for an answer. So what do you do? What do you do when you're looking for an answer from God? Well, let me tell you what I do, and then we're going to go to the Word of God, and I believe that we can reconcile this in the Scripture. Here's what I have found. When God gets quiet in my life, it's usually because God has already told me everything I needed to know for what my current circumstances are. This is a principle that will change the way not only that you live for God, but the way you live for life, period. I don't have to have a word from God today to let me know that I can face today. How do you figure that, Pastor? Because it'd be nice to hear from the Lord. Well, he gave us his word. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Think about that. Never leave you. He said, lo, I am with you always. You start stacking these words up, never, always. I'm pretty sure the Lord had a plan in mind for us to let us know, no matter how dark the day gets, no matter what kind of struggle you're in, I will be 
with you. Now let me tell you a little bit about my nature and the way that I work. Sometimes I get to searching for a fresh word from God. God, give me a fresh word. Speak something to me. Speak to my spirit. Speak to my mind. Man, I'll get down and pray. Even spend a few days in fasting, you know, consecration. Get away from the food for a few days. Push back from the table and say, okay, Lord, speak a word to me. And he says nothing. So it's in those moments right there when I'm looking for some kind of consolation that really that's when I realize I don't need a word from God. And I start going back through some things in my life. God, what was it that you spoke to me last time? The last time I heard from you, what was it that you said? Now, here's a real truth. This is a moment of transparency. I almost hate for this to be recorded because this is so transparent. But what I have found in my life, and I certainly can't speak for you, but I would believe if I could hear you, somebody's getting ready to say amen. There are times in my life that the main reason I want a fresh word from God is because I don't like the last word he gave me. I want God to speak something new to me because I didn't like the last instructions that he gave me. So for 400 years of silence, what do we do? Where do we go back to? How do we find direction? Let's go back to where Malachi closes the book, closes the last chapter. The Old Testament is finished. What were the last words from the mouth of the Lord? He said, remember the law of Moses, Malachi 4 and 4, my servant which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel. Yes, all Israel. Even the Israel that Jesus is born into during the Roman Empire. Yes, that Israel, all Israel. Present day, in the time of Jesus, that Israel. Remember, go back, remember. When you get to a season, remember. When you're looking for a word from God, remember. Remember the words that I gave to Moses, the law that I gave him, with the statutes and judgments. Now, this is so powerful. We need a word from God that will stay with us. We need a relationship with God that will stay with us in seasons just like this. When we cannot get together, you know, I was thinking this week, and I certainly don't want to get sidetracked because I don't want to keep you too long, but I was thinking this week how sad it is. I wonder what's going through the mind of people right now that for the last six months, you've been feeling the Lord drawing you to come to the house of God. You've been feeling the Lord, the Spirit of God, even waking you up at night saying, come on, come back to me, come back to the house of God. And now that you can't get to the house of God, I wonder what's going through their minds. I really do wonder what people are thinking right now. I wish I could be in the house of the Lord. I really do wonder. I heard Bishop saying this today. My father was saying this today. That it's going to be incredible what the first Sunday is going to look like when the church doors open back up and we get back together. The president said perhaps by Easter. I have no clue. I'm not a professional whatsoever in this uh, epidemic and pandemic that we're dealing with. Here's what I know. It can't come soon enough. I am ready to get back in the house of the Lord and worship with you. If you are watching this tonight and you have not been to the house of God for a long time, but the Spirit of the Lord has been drawing you, I want to tell you on the first Sunday that these doors are open, you need to run to the house of God. Amen. 
Because there will come a time in your life that you need a word from God and you can't come to get one. You've got to have something down deep inside of you that will last you through a dark season. Now, I want to take you in the scripture, in this story tonight that we're reading, that we're talking about, about some things that are going on in the present world. This is, this is pretty incredible. As we begin to read in the scripture, in the book of Luke chapter 1, the book of Luke chapter 1 and verse number 5, it says, there was in the days of Herod. So here is the historical account, the historical record. When was it? In the days of Herod. This is the time of the birth of Jesus, the same time period. The king of Judea, a certain priest by the name of Zacharias of the course of Abiah. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron. And her name was Elizabeth. Verse 6 is so important. Luke chapter 1 and verse 6. Notice this right here. They were both righteous before the Lord. And listen to this language. Walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Now that should sound familiar to you. Malachi said, remember the commandments of the Lord. 400 years later, Zacharias and Elizabeth are still walking in the commandments and the statutes of the Lord as righteous people. They are living on a word from God that God has not given them any new instructions. And so until God gives them new instructions... They just keep doing what they know to do. I'm reaching for somebody tonight that's looking for answers. Lord, what do we do now? What do we do now? Lord, how are we going to work all this out? What's going to happen next? Here's what I want to encourage you to do tonight. Just keep doing what you know to do. This book right here is not bound. Paul said it like this. He said, I may be bound in prison, but the word of God is not bound. This word can speak to you. You can sit at home first thing in the morning when you get up and you're not having to go to work. Maybe uh, some of you are still working. We thank God for that. We're getting reports here at FPC every single day of people that are keeping their jobs, that are getting paid off their job. People are getting raises. Can you imagine that? In the time of crisis, the people of God are being so blessed. Is that incredible? Is that phenomenal? That's God. That's how good he is. So every day, get up. Get in the word of God. Let him speak to you. And these times right here, people are saying, oh man, I don't have time to pray and read like I want to. Well, you do right now. It's time to get in the word and get the word in you. Spend some time with God. Spend time with God in prayer. Let him speak to you. Let him minister to your soul. Uh, Zacharias and, uh, and Elizabeth were not looking for a new word from God. They just wanted to be obedient in doing what they knew to do. Now watch this. Verse 7. They had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. <coughs> Excuse me. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office. <coughs> Excuse me. Before God in the order of his course. Watch this. Nobody came to him and said, Zacharias, 
thus saith the Lord, do the will of God. Nobody had to come beg him to do the will of God. He did it because it was the right thing to do. <clears throat> According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him, verse 11, an angel of the Lord. Watch this. This is the first time as far as we know that an angel has appeared to anybody in 400 years. Imagine. The angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Now watch this. Zacharias is a man of prayer. He is offering incense in the house of God. Nobody has come to him and said, Zacharias, you really need to get over there and do your priestly duty. You need to, you need to get in there and offer the incense. You need to do that. Why was he doing it? Because that was the last word that came. Do the will of God. Follow after the will of God. Now watch this right here. This is so very powerful, and this is what I want to get to you. This is what I really want to get into your spirit tonight before we end this broadcast. This is so important. Watch this. The angel of the Lord, verse 11, appeared unto him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. If Zacharias would not have been at the altar of incense, he would have missed his visitation. His visitation came when he was doing all that he could do. He was operating in all he knew to do. And he heard a word from God when he functioned in what he knew to do instead of pleading with God for God to give him a fresh word. You want to know what I believe is going to bring us? A powerful sweeping move of God in this hour right now in which we so desperately need to hear a word from God? This is what I believe. I believe that God is going to visit people during this hour of separation from the mainstream church being able to connect every week. I believe that God is going to visit with people who are doing what they know to do. So let me reach out to you tonight. Until we come back together again, keep on praying. Keep on trusting. Keep on reading. Keep that weekly fast day. There's no reason why any of us shouldn't be spending at least an hour with God a day in prayer. Getting that word. Fast that day every week. You know, we usually fast. My family and I fast on Wednesdays. My mother and dad put that in my heart as a young child. Wednesday's church day. We fast just, just about every single Wednesday. 
And just because we're not meeting together on Wednesday nights in this church doesn't mean I don't still need to fast. I don't fast to be a better preacher. I fast because I need more God. So keep on doing what you know to do. Keep on loving people. Keep on reaching for people. We ought to be burning our phones up right now telling people, hey, Jesus is coming. I want all of my neighbors to know. I want all of them to know the coming of the Lord is so very soon. This, as soon as the church doors are open, come be with us. Come be in the house of God. We've got to have a move of God. If you don't come now, if you don't come when the doors are open, I hate to tell you this, you're going to miss the most powerful, mighty move of God that this world has ever seen. We are not coming up on revival. We are in revival. Revival is here. Keep on doing what you know to do. Pastor, God's been quiet. I haven't heard anything from God. Maybe God's wanting to hear from us. Let's just keep on praying. Keep on seeking God. I want to encourage you tonight. The answer is on the way. But until the answer gets here, let's just keep on seeking God. I love you, church. Stay with us. I'll be back with you here Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on live webcast, Facebook Live, YouTube Live. I cannot wait to see you. Take some time tonight. Spend some time in your home in prayer, in the Word of God. Go over some of the things that we talked about tonight. I love you. I'll see you on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock.